Hey there, welcome. It is Coach Natalie, and this is Up Your Feed. In this podcast, I share with you common questions I get from my nutrition clients. Because while everyone has unique needs, the questions are usually the same. And if they are asking, you probably are too. Here we go. In this episode, I'm answering the common question, I know what I should do, why am I not doing it? So you are ready to make some changes to your eating habits and perhaps some other fitness or lifestyle changes. You're highly motivated right now and ready to crush it. Then maybe in the beginning you do because you're riding that wave of motivation, but after some time passes, a few days, a few weeks, things start to fall apart. You start to have little moments where you're wondering why you just can't do what you need to do. You know what you should do, but you just can't do it. This is what some behavior coaches call shooting all over yourself. You know you should do this and you should do that. You should eat vegetables, you should go for a walk, you should go to bed on time, you should go to the gym before work so you don't skip it later. You even know the benefits to your health, but for some reason it's just not happening. You might even consider yourself to be a procrastinator or a self-sabotager. When we look at weight loss, and I pick weight loss because it seems to be the most common, It's about energy balance. Eating fewer calories than you use and you will lose weight. Sounds simple, right? But not so fast. When you start to think about all the other factors that come into play, social influences, environmental factors, biology, our thoughts and feelings, if you were to get a piece of paper and a marker and draw all of those things out and look inside of our brain, it might look like something a cat threw up because it's complicated and messy. That's why simply telling ourselves to just do it or blaming it on the lack of willpower doesn't work. We all have thoughts and feelings that we don't always want to have sometimes, and that's perfectly normal. To understand how to move through this, it's important to grasp why this is happening, and it starts with the three-pound lump of crazy right above your shoulders, our brain. There is a tug-of-war happening between what I should be doing and what I'm actually doing, This has to do with our prehistoric brain. You see, the brain's main job is to keep us alive at all costs, and it's really good at doing that, thankfully. There's a part of our brain called the limbic system, and without getting too far into biology, think of it as part of the brain that gives us our emotions to make decisions and take action. If we didn't have this part of our brain, we would never be able to make a decision, and we would be stuck analyzing everything. We would have analysis paralysis, We're gonna call this the chimp brain because it's an immature primate that is very irrational, purely emotional driven, our cravings, our pleasure, our instincts, the things that drive our feelings, the fight or flight response. It works five times faster than other parts of our brain, which is good because if someone's holding a gun to you, your chimp brain is gonna get you the heck out of there before you can even rationalize or make sense of it. Its job is to keep us alive. The other part of our brain, we're gonna call the professor brain. This is the prefrontal cortex, the part that only deals with facts and logic. If you only had this part of your brain, you would be dull, emotionless. You would know all the possible outcomes of every single decision, but you would never actually make the decision because there would be no emotional drive to do it. On the other hand, if we only had our chimp brain, we would end up in jail because we would hump everything in sight, steal everything, hurt people's feelings, cheat on, do whatever impulse or craving that comes up. 
and there's a third part of the brain called the computer brain. This is where our habits and our memories are stored. This is when we do things on autopilot, like driving a car. We get in and we go. We're even capable of having a conversation. We don't have to pep talk ourselves into putting the car in drive and putting our foot on the gas. When you're stuck in the cycle of shooting all over yourself, your chimp brain has hijacked you and is winning the fight against your professor brain. That means you have to wrestle with it to calm it down. When working with clients, I do a purge of the chimp brain. I have them spend five to 10 minutes writing every single negative thought or worry down. I'm a chunky monkey in that outfit. I look embarrassing. I'm not good at this. It can be pretty ugly. So most of the time they write it down and I never read it. It's important to do this for several minutes. This isn't like a 30 second activity. It's five to 10 minutes until the well runs dry. The reason this works is because when we stop stifling that part of our brain, the blood flow slows down a little bit and it is not as hyperactive. This is something that has been studied with the help of functional magnetic resonance imaging. When the chimp chills, our professor brain can have some space to think more rationally. The second part is to look at that list with the professor brain and ask, is this belief system and the way I am thinking helpful to me to make the change I want to make? We don't care if it is true or false, but is it helpful or not? The third step is giving the chimp a banana. We gotta distract it a little bit. Your chimp brain loves to feel pleasure and it loves to think about pleasurable things. It likes to be distracted by things that you have done well before. So we can do little mini challenges, make small goals that you can win at. This really gets your chimp brain excited. Every time you tackle a small task, you get a little hit of dopamine. And that's why we break goals down into small little steps. It's not because you're not capable or you need things dumbed down. It is because your brain literally does better with small wins. No goal here is too small. If the big goal is to eat better during the week, that can be broken down into simple goals like write down the grocery list. Once that's accomplished, squirt a dopamine. The next one might be driving to the grocery store, squirt a dopamine, washing and chopping vegetables when you get home. You guessed it squirt a dopamine. This is why small goals work and why we use them. It makes your chimp brain chill out and gives your professor brain a little more bandwidth to think rationally. I'm Natalie Sabin and this is Up Your Feed. Thank you for listening.